You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Before we go into the Word, I want us to take the communion we have. We're going to break bread. And as we go before the Lord's table this morning, I want you to, I want you to know that this is a powerful ordinance. It's powerful. There is power in the Lord's table. Jesus paid a high price for you and I. He paid a high price for our souls. He paid a high price for your freedom. He paid a high price for your healing. He paid a high price for your blessing. He paid a high price to give you back what Adam lost. So I want you to get ready this morning as we partake of the Lord's table. As we partake of these emblems, I want you to do it in faith. Don't just do it as a religious practice. Do it in faith and believe God. Whatever Jesus has paid for and this covenant that he has made was ratified by his blood. It can be made available to you. Whatever is lacking in your life Can, can be made available. Whatever is lacking in your life, Jesus can make available. If you believe Him, if you trust Him, this cup is the cup of blessing. It's a cup of blessing when we take this. I want you to expect the blessing of God to be released in your life it is called a cup of blessing and this wafer is symbolic of the body of Jesus that was broken for you by his stripes you are healed the wounds he carried on his back on his body was the price for your healing the chastisement of your peace was upon him doesn't matter whether the condition is mental, whether it is emotional, whether it is physical or it is spiritual. Jesus paid for it all. He paid for it all. So I want you to get ready right now. Father, we thank you. We bless you. Thank you for these emblems. Lord God, thank you for the body of Jesus that was broken for us as we partake this morning I ask that the very anointing the glory that rested upon Jesus will be released in this house as your people partake let it be a divine infusion in every life in every situation and as they drink of the cup let it be a cup of blessing 
that will break every curse and unleash the blessing of God and the power of God's blessing over God's people. Thank you, Father. I declare healing for the sick. I declare health. I declare strength. I declare wholeness. I declare abundance. I declare provision. I declare deliverance. I declare open doors. I declare provision as your people partake this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Just take a moment, just thank God. And I want you to just, whatever it is you are believing for, whatever it is you are making contact by faith for, just begin to declare it. Just begin to speak it to the Lord right now. Tell the Lord, come on. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I declare miracles. I declare the supernatural. I declare the unimaginable in the lives of your people. Manifestations, Lord God, fulfillment of those promises. Whatever they're believing you for, as they touch you by faith this morning, let there be manifestation in their lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. God bless you. Thank you so much, worship team. Bless you. Bless you. Glory. Let's appreciate them. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Faith for supernatural living. How many people want to experience the supernatural in their lives? You want to experience God. You want to experience... How many people believe that the supernatural is real? Yes. We serve a supernatural God. I know we've been trained. Our education is in the natural our upbringing has been in the natural. Most of the things we are exposed to have been natural. But the natural is just one portion of your life. There is another side to you that only the Holy Spirit can help you to operate in that realm. And that is the realm of the supernatural. Because you are you are not just a human being. God has also given you the capacity, the capability to operate in the realm of the spirit. The moment you got born again, God gave birth to a new spirit in you. A new spirit in you. And that spirit has the capacity. It has the capacity to engage the realm of the spirit.
It has the capacity to interact with the realm of the spirit. Has the capacity to interact with God. And with spiritual beings. <laughs> Angelic beings. Has the capacity to harass, to subdue, to rule over demonic beings. Okay. All of this is in your spirit. It's locked up in your spirit, man. And many of God's children are not giving much attention to the things of the spirit. They only mind the things of the natural. Why? Because that's what they are able to easily access. The moment they wake up, they open their eyes, the first thing they see is natural. All right? So, because of that, we focus more on the natural and we don't make efforts to develop the other side of our being and where we are created to rule from. You are created for rulership. You are created for dominion, but that cannot happen if you don't master the spiritual realm. And you cannot do that without faith. You cannot do that without the word of God. And you cannot do that without the Holy Spirit. So God has given us all that we need for life and godliness. And not just natural life, but also spiritual life. We have all that we need, but it's up to us to take advantage of what God has made available. There are things that nobody can do for you. You have to do for yourself. I'm telling you. The best thing I can do is to show you from the word of God. Show you the way as revealed in the scriptures. But it's up to you to follow. It's up to you to apply the principles. It's up to you to apply and uh, begin to live according to the word of God. If you choose not to, nobody's going to do it for you. If we choose to now just have entertainment, just keep entertaining ourselves and making ourselves feel good, that's also good. Entertainment has its place in life. It's part of natural life. But we want to do, deal with spiritual things. And if you want to grow strong, and if you want to grow to be able to walk in the dimension that God has ordained for you, if you want to operate at the level that God has for you, then you need to pay attention to the things we share here. And it shouldn't be just touch and go, touch and go. You, you need to, <laughs> you need to, you know, lock yourself into these things and let God begin to work in you and begin to transform you. Hallelujah. Begin to show you what you are capable of. Begin to expose you to the things you were created for. But all of that, the starting point is faith. <laughs> faith is the starting point.
So when you ignore faith, you can have religion and not be in faith. You can have religious activity. And you're not in faith. And if you're not in faith, you can't please God. Religion does not please God. All right. So that's why we're talking about faith. Now look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. <laughs> the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And we've spent a bit of time on that verse. And so it's the starting point. Actually, it's the elementary. It's part of the elementary principles of Christ. Faith towards God. Okay, we talked about faith in God first. Faith in who he is before faith in what he is capable of doing. And also faith in what he is willing to do. All right? So there is need for the children of God to grow in faith. And last week we were looking at the scripture in, um, in Luke chapter 18 where Jesus said, When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? So that means that the time... As the time of Jesus approaches, the time of his return approaches, many, many will depart from the faith. Many people will not, they will not give attention to faith. All right. And so that's why he says in, in, in Luke chapter 18, verse 8, he says, I tell you, all right, uh, the B part, he says, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? That's a serious question. Will he really find faith? There's a kind of faith that Jesus was talking about in this passage. Persistent faith. Faith that does not give up. You see, this woman, this widow, this widow came to the unjust judge who did not fear God and he did not have any regard for man. And she came for justice. The man would not care. He didn't care. But then the woman kept coming. She kept coming and she kept coming until the man said, this woman is she, she's wearing me out. Although I don't fear God and I don't even have any regard for man. I don't have any compassion. That's what he said. I don't have any feelings. I don't have sympathy. I don't have compassion. I have no regard for man. But because of her constant coming, because of her persistence, I will do what she wants. So that's the story. And Jesus is, is now saying that when he comes, will God's people still be standing in faith? We sang the song, I have a promise that I'm standing on. And I won't stop till I see what the Lord has promised me. Are you going to stop? 
at the next discouraging experience? Are you going to stop when somebody makes a mockery of you? Are you going to stop when people look down on you? Are you going to stop because you are not like X? You are not like this person, brother X or sister X. You are not like that. Are you going to stop because this person seems to be advancing and you seem to be stagnant? Are you going to stop believing God? Are you going to stop following God? I am shocked and surprised at the number of Christians that are going to consult Sangomas. They are departing from the faith. That's what Jesus is saying. When the Son of Man comes, the, the, the life has been so tough that they now look, it doesn't matter, anybody that can help me out. Have you, are, you, are you that desperate? That it doesn't matter if you lose your soul as long as you get what you want. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? I remember years ago, I mean, we have different stories, different experiences. But there was a time that we couldn't send our children to school. <laughs> they were just at home. But you know what? We made a decision and said, Lord, even if we don't, if we will never be able to send them to school, we will still be faithful. We will still serve you. We will still obey you. Hmm? Wasn't easy. You wake up in the morning, you see them. And then we tried, tried to school them at home. It was an interesting experience, I must say. <laughs> yeah. Those of you locked down with all the support you have from the school, you know how challenging it was. But we didn't have that. We were trying to make it work. It wasn't easy. You know. And I've had people that have given me offers. I've had opportunities for things that will make me to discard the faith. And then succeed. <laughs> Jesus said, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Never get to a place where your faith does not matter to you. Don't get to that point, please. No matter what. Be like Smith Wigglesworth that said, I would rather die in faith than spend a moment in unbelief. Be like that. Otherwise, the devil is the, is, is the god of the system of the world. He can actually arrange prosperity for you. As long as he has your soul. He doesn't mind. Yeah. Many people are doing it. So you don't want to be like that. I know you are not like that. Yes, I'm, you are not like that. But I'm just saying this. Just paradventure, there's somebody 
that stumbles over this message and is tempted to go in that direction, may this rescue that person. Amen. Amen. So you see, when we speak, when we bring the word of God, it's not just about you. It's you and other people. Sometimes it's other people that you will meet and you will have what it takes to help them. And sometimes it is also other people who will come in contact with the messages. All right? But it's all good. Amen? Yeah. So we are talking about faith for the supernatural. And this faith is so critical in our walk with God. Because Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, He who comes to God must believe that he is, all right? And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He that comes to God must believe that he is. So, if you're going to engage God, you need faith. You need faith. So when things are not happening the way you want, some people immediately conclude that God is not real. That's the wrong approach. So when things are not working, instead of you to say God is not real, why don't you say, where am I missing it? Are you getting my point? Yeah. Ask yourself, where am I getting, where am I missing it? Go to God in prayer and say, God, show me where I am missing it. What am I not getting right? Instead of concluding that the Bible is not true or God is not real. It doesn't, don't, don't be like that, please. To do you good. There have been moments that I've thought I missed God as well. I thought I'd missed God. Lord, I know I have I've, I've blown it. Speak to me, show me, so that I can amend my ways. And later on, God speaks to me and it's, it's, it says, no, it's not because you've missed it. You are actually going through a process as a good soldier, endure hardship. Yeah. He says, endure hardship as a good soldier of Christ. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 3. That's what he spoke to me. And that encouraged me strongly <laughs> to keep enduring. So it's not every time that things are not working that it means that God has abandoned you. No. Actually, it might mean that God is paying attention to you. <laughs> yeah. It's working. Working. Yeah, that's what it could mean. But because our generation, we want things instant, quickly, quickly, quickly. And we don't take time to develop the kind, of, the kind of character that is required. The kind of discipline that is required. Even your faith needs to be tested. If you say you have faith, you need to go through a test. Okay? Yeah. A case in point is our father in the faith, Abraham. God calls him. In Genesis chapter 12, let's look at Genesis chapter 12. From verse 1, 
The Bible says that, that it says the Lord, it says now the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Okay. Verse 2. He says, I will make you a great nation. This is God speaking. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. Then he says, I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curses you. And then he says, all, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. All the families of the earth shall be blessed in you. So God speaks to Abraham. Remember last week we were talking about, I was saying to you, when you hear the word, you need to dwell on it until it produces sight. Okay? So you, you hear the word. Many Christians, majority of Christians hear the word and then they take off. And they are waiting for manifestation. But they don't understand that faith has a process. So when you hear the word, receive the word. But don't just receive the word. Dwell on the word. Meditate on the word. Okay? Meditate on it. Until it becomes sight. You start seeing it in your heart. That thing that God says, if you are reading the word, it's not just on the pages of your Bible. Or if you, are, if you listen to a message, that's why when you listen to messages and you feel God has spoken to you, you need to go back Keep going back. Keep going back. Don't say, I've heard that. That's how to short-circuit the workings of God through his word in your life. So if you want the word to be fruitful in your life, the moment you receive it, take it and continue to go back to it. Continue to go back to it. Continue to go back to it. There are messages I've heard over 20 times. There are some I've heard of up to 50 times. I'm telling you. Yeah, because it hits me. I say, oh, wow. So I keep going back until I start seeing. That message starts forming inside my spirit. An image. And that's what, <laughs> that's what <laughs> will now begin to crystallize. That's what will materialize. So the fact that it was said does not mean that it will just happen. You have to process it. You have to take steps whenever you get the word. Okay? So Abraham received the word and God says, I will bless you. I will make your name great. You know, I'll make you a great nation. And and. Uh, everyone that blesses you will be blessed. In you, every family of the earth shall be blessed. Okay? Now, God speaks to Abraham. Remember, at that time, there's no written word. 
It's only spoken word. Okay? So Abraham heard God directly. God spoke to him directly. God didn't speak to Abraham through a prophet. He didn't speak to Abraham through a preacher. He didn't speak to Abraham through a priest. He didn't speak to Abraham through a teacher. He spoke to Abraham directly. But even if God spoke to you directly, the process is still the same. So whether it came through a preacher or it came to you directly, the process is the same. The process is the same. So, um, you, you, you hear and you need to keep hearing. Okay? Keep hearing. If you wrote it down, keep going back to it. Keep going back to it. Keep going back to it. Those of you that only dust your notes on Sundays. Remember, oh yeah, by the way, I need to, you know. And then after that, you don't open it again. You don't open it. You don't even go back. Now we've made it so easy. You can just go on YouTube. You can go to Podbean. You can, you know, just listen. You don't do that. It's available, but you're not using it. And you're upset that things are not working. Why are we so spoiled? Abraham didn't have the many opportunities you have. He didn't have that. He only heard God. But then, he believed God. Okay? So for Abraham, he heard. Okay? He heard the word. But that word still needed to become sight. Do you understand me? It still needed to become sight. So the fact that he heard does not mean that that is it. So how does he do it? That means he has to keep meditating on what he heard. He has to keep meditating on it until it becomes sight. Turn with me to Genesis. Now, in Genesis chapter 12, we see that, uh, that God speaks to him, right? But now, let's look at chapter 15 of Genesis. In chapter 15, I want to read, for the sake of time, I'll read just uh, verses from verse 5. Okay? Now, Abraham had complained to God. I know you said this promise, you made this promise, but listen, God, I don't have any child. Okay? And uh, verse 5, he brought him outside. God brought Abraham outside. All right? This was, must have been at night. And said to him, look toward heaven. Count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. And what? He believed. Okay? He believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness. So you see, you believe it when it is spoken. But then you believe it when you see. When it has produced sight, you need to believe the sight that the word has produced as well. Are you getting my point? So when God spoke to him, get out of your country, leave your family, 
Go to a land that I'll show you and all of that. I'm going to bless you and so on. God spoke to him and Abraham obeyed. Now he's in the desert. And by the way, Abraham was from a wealthy family. You know, um, history tells us he was, was very comfortable. And God takes him out of that comfort. Going in tents. Somebody who, do you know that uh, in all of the Chaldeans, I was reading years ago, archaeologists, they discovered that at that time, they had even multiple story buildings. During the time of Abraham. <laughs> they had even a sewage system. At that time. God said, leave all of that. And then he's going to the desert and living in tent. It's, it's you. <laughs> For you, just because you left Limpopo, you are struggling. <laughs> you are struggling in Joburg and, you know. Huh? Or you left Eastern Cape, you are in Joburg and you are feeling, oh, my family, I'm missing my family. Oh, Abraham left all of that. So, at this time, God was trying to help him because maybe his meditative skills had not been fully developed. You know, possibly. So, God says to him, come outside, Abraham. Abraham, come out, come out. Okay, look, look. Count the stars, count them. If you are able to, and I'm sure he tried, if he's like me, I will try. I'll count. Okay, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 16, 17, 18, 19. Ah. Okay, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Ah. Okay, God, what are you saying? He says, so shall your descendants be. Come on. So what was spoken has now become sight. Now every night, Abraham, you know, and in the desert, the stars are always visible. Most of the time, clear skies, no clouds. So, every night, Abraham, <laughs> when it gets dark, he sees stars. Then he remembers Amen. what God told him in chapter 12, Amen. verse 1. And then now in chapter, 11, uh, chapter 15, what God told him. What became sight is staring him in the face on a daily basis. And that's how the Word of God needs to stare you in the face on a daily basis. What God has promised you needs to become sight. On a daily basis, you see that which God has spoken. I have a promise that I'm holding on to. So you continue to see it on a daily basis. Stop looking for a sangoma to sort you out. They can't help you. What you have is more powerful 
than any Sangoma. But you have to put in the work to move it from hearing or from reading to sight. So God helped Abraham. And Abraham was able to, to he, he saw it. And then the Bible says he believed. And the same thing for you. When you hear the word, you need to believe it. Now, when you see the word, you need to believe it as well. Okay, so it's not just what you hear you believe, but once it has become a picture, once it has become sight, you need to believe what you are seeing. Just like we believe 10% of Midran. Why? Because it is sight. It is a word that became sight. And that's why we believe the unimaginable, the supernatural and the extraordinary. It is a word that became sight. It, it became sight. So we need to be seeing that on a daily basis. Continue to see that. That would help you tremendously to grow in faith and to experience what God has promised. But if you will allow your senses to continue to determine your reality, Instead of the word of God, you will be trapped. You will be trapped in the realm of your senses. And your reality will only be based on natural occurrences. And I don't know about you. I want to live a supernatural life. So that means I have to work extra. Otherwise, I'll be like every other person that is walking the street that is, has got some education, has got some knowledge, understands some laws of life and all of that. And, that, and that's fine. There's a place for that. But I want to go beyond that to start experiencing the Word of God in my life. So Abraham was, God helped Abraham. You know, and God helped him to get to a point where he was able to see. Okay? Now, when, once you've seen, there's also another thing that you need to add. Okay? In this, your walk of faith. You heard or you read. Now you've, you've spent time enough that it has now produced sight. Next thing is, how you talk. It must translate to how you talk. Let's see that in the life of Abraham. Hallelujah. Chapter 17. Genesis 17. For the sake of time, let's read verse 5. It says, Okay, let me, let me read verse 4. It says, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. Now, does it, can you see that it's also, all of this ties back to what he heard from chapter 12. Yeah, 
I'll make you a great nation. I'll, you know, I'll make you a blessing and all of that. It's still, it's still, God is still <laughs> breaking down the first promise, the first word that he gave Abraham. Okay? And he's now building up on what became sight when he said to him, look at the stars and number them if you are able to. So shall your descendants be. So now God comes to him and he says, I'm now going to make a covenant with you. Abraham, you will be a father of multitudes. So then, how does God change the language of Abraham? Look at what he says, verse 5. No longer shall your name be called Abraham. For I have made you a father of how many nations? Many nations, including South Africa. Hallelujah. We like to think that Mandela is the father of South Africa. It's actually Abraham. <laughs> yeah. When we, get to, when we get to eternity, that will be resolved. Don't worry. As for now, let's keep Mandela as the father. <laughs> it's politically expedient <laughs> that we, you know, we honor Madiba for his uh, sacrifice and whatever he did. But he's not the father of faith. And it takes faith to possess nations. You see? Yeah. So God is saying, your name shall no longer be Abram. You know, Abram means father of heights. Or exalted father. That's what Abram means. So God now says, alright, since we've made some progress from the time you left Ur of the Chaldeans. Now you've, you've made some progress. So Abraham, your faith needs to be upgraded. Okay? The word has become sight. But now it needs to impact on your speech. It has to impact on your speech. So how does God do that? He changes his name. Say, your name is now Abraham. Yes. Your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. So Abraham means father of multitudes. Father of many nations. So God does not... Is, do you notice that? When, if, look at the tense. Look at the tense of what God, how God is... How God made him. You see how God makes people? Alright? He doesn't make you by circumstances. He makes you by his word. Are you getting me? Now, at this time, Isaac has not been born. <laughs> Isaac has not been born at this time. At best, the best effort of Abraham produced Ishmael. 
That God didn't even recognize that. So, God now says, No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. Why? He says, For I have made you a father of many nations. You know, if it were you and I, we'll say, I am going to make you. Is that not so? Okay, your name is, should now be this because I am going to. No, 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 no. With God, it's not like that. He says, I have made you. When? Now, as I speak, you have become. My word has made you to become. Hallelujah. That's how faith works. So, when you take the word, that's why you need to value the word of God. Take the word of God. Spend time in the word. Why do you think the enemy distracts you so much when you want to get into the word? Why? It's because he knows he will lose you. <laughs> you will get out of his, his confinement. And he doesn't want that. So, God says, I have made you. And because I have made you, your name changes. So from that day, Abraham begins to call himself Abraham. What's your name? Abraham. Father of many nations. And people, they might have said, hey, this guy needs counseling. You know, his desperation for a child has eaten his brains. His brain, he has lost his senses now. He's hallucinating. And he's beginning to imagine things. Imagine this man at this age calling himself a father of many nations. You see? But his language, God compelled his language to change. God had to change his name because that's the only way that Abraham's, <laughs> Abraham's language will change. So he, his, his, his language changed and it forced people around him to also change their language concerning Abraham. Incredible. So the word comes. Spend time on it until it becomes sight. Now the word, let me, let me just add this. The word can also come in the form of a vision. Okay, might, the word can come in form of vision. So when it comes in the form of sight, you need to dwell on it until it becomes words. <laughs> or should I say, dwell on it until you, it, it turns from sight to hearing. Hello? Yeah, so when it comes in a vision, don't just say, oh, wow, that's a vision. No, 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 no. Dwell on it until it translates to hearing because it's supposed to be processed. It's supposed to be processed. Pastor, where is that in the Bible? Habakkuk chapter 2. Let's look at Habakkuk chapter 2. Habakkuk chapter 2 from verse 1. Hmm? You know, Habakkuk is the prophet of faith. Yes. He says, I will stand on my watch and set myself on the rampart. 
and watch to see what he will show me. Huh? Watch to see what he will what? Say. You see? So he's standing to watch to see, but that sight needs to be translated to hearing. So, I'm trying to help you to know how to engage the Word of God so that it can become profitable to you. Okay? So, when you see, when you see, when God shows you a vision, don't just, oh wow, just you have your vision uh, diary or journal. Just put it, add it, another vision, come, you just keep it. But there's no dwelling, there's no going back. There's no meditation, and you don't hear anything. Hmm. It could come in form of a dream. It could come in form of a vision. So still the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord comes in many ways. Hallelujah. Sometimes it comes in a dream, but it's, it's, it's coded. <laughs> you just wake up, ah, like I heard one preacher say, if, if I have a dream I don't understand, I just drop it. God bless you. <laughs> it's like, this week, earlier this week, I had a dream. A friend of mine, I just, in that dream I saw, I was praying for this friend of mine. Okay, as I placed my hand on him, I was praying. And as, as I was praying for him, one of my fingers just changed from a finger to a small bottle of anointing oil. And then I anointed him. And then in the dream, I saw there was a door. I saw a door, but he could not see it. I could see the, I could see the door. So I opened the door and I say, go in. Entering, you know, entering. It's a new door open to you. Enter. So I opened it. You know, for me it was clear, but to him it was invisible. But open it. Say enter, and he entered with his wife. Then the next day was in the place of prayer. Hallelujah! You, see, you need to pray about your dreams. In the place of prayer, God now gave me the interpretation. I say, yes, it's happening to him, but he is a representative of our movement in Southern Africa. He said, there's a new anointing that is coming upon us. And there's a door he has opened for us to enter into. Come on. So you see, vision was translated to hearing. So that's how you handle, that's how you interact with spiritual things. You want to walk in the supernatural, pay attention to these things. Don't be superficial, so naturally minded that you can't connect anything to anything. It's just how you feel. And now, you know, that's all. And then you start making dumb decisions and you keep missing doors that God is opening. Keep missing destiny opportunities. Just because you are not spiritually 
aware of the dealings of God. Say, oh, well, you know, dreams are multitude. Anyway, let's not talk about dreams. Sometimes dreams are more reliable than some of the so-called I'm hearing God. Why? Because they are not subjective. Especially if they are prophetic dreams. If they are not pizza dreams. <laughs> Some dreams are pizza dreams. You know. Or maybe Biltong dreams. Or pap dreams. Huh? You eat too much pap, you can't wake up. You just fall asleep, then you start dreaming. And start seeing Chisangama and all those. <laughs> There's nothing prophetic about that. But they are prophetic dreams. So what am I saying? Receive the word. Okay? And let it translate. Let, don't, don't just keep it there. Dwell on it until... It, it translates to sight. But if it's sight, dwell on it until it translates to hearing. Because there will be instructions. Alright? And that's, once you move, you've once, it's like one step, you've, it's, it's a cycle that needs to be completed. You have to go through that. So for Abraham, he, he, God had to make sure that the word that he spoke was translated to sight. And then the sight impacted his words. Okay? It impacted his speaking, his speech. Faith, the spirit of faith affects your speech. The spirit of faith. I don't want to go there. They say, I believe, therefore have we spoken. All right. So, if it's true faith, it will affect how you speak. So, from speaking, it now translated to experience. Hallelujah. For Abraham. Let's look at chapter 21, Genesis Chapter 21, verses 1 and 2. Are you learning something? After this, you should be a giant in the faith. Verse 1 of Genesis 21 says, And the Lord visited Sarah as he had what? As he had said. Come on. Ooh, I have a promise. Hallelujah. Do you have a promise that you're standing on? Do you have a promise that you are holding on to? Are you going to see it? <laughs> yeah. Do you know that God is impressed when people walk by faith? 
He is so impressed. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. So not everybody is pleasing him. You please him when you walk by faith. So the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. Hallelujah. Amen. That's going to be your testimony. I said that will be your testimony. The Lord will visit you at the appointed time, at the end of the cycle of his word. You will experience it. Not only will you see it, you will handle it. Hallelujah. God visited Sarah according to his word. She conceived in her womb, in her old age. She conceived. He says, for Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of which God has spoken to him. There is a set time for your manifestation. There is a set time. Trust God. Believe God. Hold on to his word. Go through whatever it is. Don't give up. There is an appointed time. There is an appointed time for the manifestation of what he showed you. For the manifestation of what he said to you. It will come to pass according to the word of the Lord. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. Has he said it? Shall he not make it good? He is bringing it to pass. Hallelujah. You will see the hand of God. You will see the glory of God. You will experience the visitation of God in your life. You will see the glory of God. Doesn't matter what you are going through right now. It has nothing to do with the integrity of God. God's word is true. God's word is true. Concerning you, his word is true. Concerning us, his word is true. He said we shall be known for the unimaginable. He said we shall be known for the supernatural. He said we shall be known for the extraordinary. Hallelujah. We're going to see it. We're going to see it. Every single one of us should handle, take this as a personal word. Take it as a personal word and continue to dwell on it until you start dreaming about it. Until you start seeing it. Until you start hearing it in your secret place. He will bring it to pass. Hallelujah. My time is up. Let's stand up and talk to the Lord. Come on. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the spirit of faith in this house. Mighty God. 10% of Midran. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what circumstances. It took Abraham 25 years. 25 years for him to enter into the manifestation. But he was not weak in faith. He did not consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not. He did not waver in unbelief. 
He remained strong, grew strong in faith. I speak strength to your faith. I speak strength to your faith. Receive strength right now in the name of Jesus. Be strengthening your faith. Be strengthening your faith right now. In the name of Jesus. I want you to receive a spiritual inoculation of faith right now. A booster, a faith booster. Receive it right now. He will bring it to pass. He will bring it to pass. Do your part and he will do his part. Do your part and he will do his part. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Father, we thank you. We bless you this morning. I thank you for everyone. Lord God, those listening to me here and those, oh Father, online, on live stream. Oh God, those on TV, I speak right now. I speak and I declare in the name of Jesus, strength to their faith. Fortify them, strengthen them in faith. Lord my God, let your word be translated. Let it be translated, oh God, to sight, oh God. And for those who have seen, let it be translated to hearing. Lord, I pray that your word will affect their speech. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. It doesn't matter how long. It will come to pass. It will come to pass. Just like you visited Sarah at the appointed time. I declare that you will visit your people. At the appointed time, you will visit us, oh God, even as a church. You will visit us, oh God. We will see it. We're going to see it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I break every power of unbelief. I bind every spirit of unbelief. I bind every double-minded spirit in the name of Jesus. I bind every spirit of doubt. I bind you in the name of Jesus. I release faith in this house. Hallelujah. Strength. Supernatural strength of conviction. I speak stability to your heart. I speak stability to your heart. You will not lose hope. You will not lose hope. I declare that you will not lose hope. In the name of Jesus. You will not lose hope. In the name of Jesus. The hope is going to be an anchor to your soul. In the storms of life. Hope is going to keep you stable. Receive. An impartation of hope. Even at this time. In the name of Jesus. Many of you have gone through crisis after crisis. Situation after situation. But I speak strength to you right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. I release heavenly assistance to you. In the name of Jesus. I declare the ministry of angels in your life to help you. To assist you at your time of need. In the name of Jesus. To help you to grow that business. I ask right now. Father I ask that you release angels. To help your people. To grow their businesses oh God. 
in the name of Jesus. If you are in business, I want you to receive that right now. I just receive that, the assistance, the angelic ministry, the ministry of angels to help you in your business. Receive that right now. I decree that over your life. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Let the spirit of faith be strong and get stronger and stronger and stronger. Let there be testimonies in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www dot every nation midrand dot org